Hello, I'm Marina Johnson, and this is Tablework, a TAPS podcast series where we interview the artists and theater makers behind our productions on what it takes to get their productions from the page to the stage. This episode features the assistant directors of Julius Caesar, a talented group of undergraduate students comprised of Caroline Sasso, Priscilla De La Rosa, and Johnny Rabe. Hello, thank you so much for joining me here today for Table Work. Thank you for having us here. Thank you so much. Yes, it's fun to be in this space with you as we're usually in a theater for rehearsal at night or Saturday afternoons. Um, Before we begin, can you tell our listeners a little bit about both of you? Yeah, sure. Um, I'm a junior and I am double majoring in English and theater with an emphasis in creative writing for English and acting for theater. Amazing. And you also do improv. Do you want to tell us about that? Yes. I also am part of Stanford Improvisers, and they are the only improv club in Stanford. And for that group, we uh, practice Wednesdays and Sunday evenings and usually have um, two shows a quarter, so mid-quarter and at the end of the quarter. Very cool. Mm -hmm. How about you, Caroline? Hi, I'm Caroline. Um, You know me. (laughs) I am a sophomore I'm double majoring also in English with an emphasis in creative writing and TAPS with an emphasis in theater making. Uh, specifically, I'm studying directing, especially Shakespeare. I border on obsessed. I'm a member of the Stanford Shakespeare Company, which is a wonderful community here on campus. And I'm really interested in when Shakespeare writes about war. It's like my favorite thing to direct and to study. Amazing. Very cool. So you're both assistant directors, and there's a third assistant director, Johnny, who was not able to be here with us today, but Johnny's wonderful. Um, but can you talk about what it means to be an assistant director generally, and then what has it looked like on this production with Michael Rao, specifically as the director? Um, well, this is my first time assistant directing, so I wouldn't have anything like outside to compare it to, but um, it's been a very lovely experience so far. I think um, a big part of it it's like directing is like this really funny thing where you just kind of sit there and watch what's happening and somehow like you will know this balloon belongs on stage left as opposed to stage right. So there's like a lot of like, for me at least, looking at the stage configurations and where things are placed and seeing how it can be improved. And it's those little details that I think make everything just better. Yeah, yeah it's also my first time assistant directing. But I think for me, what so much of this process has been about is about support. Uh, Not only the director, Michael, who's wonderful, but also the cast and the dramaturgs and pretty much anybody who needs our support. So tasks that we're asked to do can look like anything from, hey, can you guys help me figure out this moment that I can't quite figure out? What are some ideas for staging? To checking in with the cast, seeing how they're feeling mentally, how they're coming on their lines and the physicality of their characters, to, you know, helping Marina put together a list of the characters and what they do in the play and making sure that, you know, all the cuts are included in that list. So really, to me, what being an AD is about is about supporting everybody on the production. Um, And just everybody's got a ton on their minds from actors to directors And so as Priscilla said, oftentimes that's about thinking about things that people don't have the headspace to think about. That's really lovely. And just for anyone who's listening, uh, Caroline and I worked on, I said, wouldn't it be great if there was in the program 
a chart of the characters that the audience can follow, like who's connected to whom. But in our version, we've had to cut so many characters. I mean, there are 32 scripted characters in this play. We have 13 actors. Yeah. Um, and so figuring out, okay, who's cut, who's connected, are these the right details for people? Um, people switch sides during this play. Um, right. So anyway, was very grateful for that help. And all of those conversations that we have throughout about, like, what does it mean to some of the characters that you'll see on stage are amalgamations of different characters. And so really having those those discussions together. Um, but yeah, I see you both jumping into jobs, different jobs, multiple times per night at rehearsal and getting to see you really shine in all of those elements. Um, so it seems like being an assistant director means to really uh, be good at so many of these parts and to be able to sort of jump in. I love the idea of support. That's really cool. Thank you. Yeah, yeah it's really fun. It's, mm -hmm. it's really fun to be like, in this moment, I'm helping somebody talk about their character. And in this moment, I'm you know, sitting in the corner, writing down who's playing who in the show. It's fun. It's never boring, which is wonderful. For sure. Yeah, I mean, I I love it so much from, like, the experiences that I've had right now. And it's, there's, like, connections that are built with, like, everyone there. Like, I feel like we've gotten closer throughout this, you know. Um, so that's always fun to make, just, like, to get to know people more and, and just seeing everyone's, like, even though two brains were work better than one and now it's like 20 brains the whole company works yeah. better than one so that's really cool for sure yeah. mm -hmm. what i love not all theater processes really function as like the best idea in the room wins and i feel like this company has really been about that it's like not just about a person or a thing mm -hmm. and i think that's something mm -hmm. michael has fostered uh, that everyone's been able to really sort of glom onto mm -hmm. um in that vein something i love about sanford taps shows which was not the case at all of the institutions I've been part of, is that there's a class associated with the main stage. So you are both part of a class with the rest of the cast that meets twice a week. Uh, I've been able to visit this class twice, uh, and that's been really wonderful. And in my understanding, and please add to this, the point of that is that students get credit for being part of the show. I mean, we, you're rehearsing 20-some hours a week, there's a lot going on but also gives a chance for sort of a dramaturgical exploration, some cast team building. Um, can you talk a little bit more about your experiences in that class um, and then how you feel like that's contributing to the show? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think one of the big things that that class allows, aside from us getting units, which allows students to put space into their schedule because it is like 15 hours of rehearsal a week, yeah. um, it kind of allows table work to never stop. Usually, you know, it stops after the first, second week. And because we are constantly studying, you know, the text, um, Shakespeare, um, then it just, we are always going to be talking about it and always going to be, everything that we talk about is going to be on stage. It no longer is just like getting to really know the text in the beginning. It's what does this line compared mm -hmm. to this line mean? And what does this mean for the character? What are the motivations? Mm -hmm. And um, if from the beginning in the class, we picked different topics that we wanted to cover like um, Ro uh, Roman history, um, Shakespeare, war, um, the criticisms of the play, um, the production history, there's just so much mm -hmm. to it. Um, and so getting to know all those things, all the students in the class, each cover one topic, one or two topics, and then they present it to the whole class. So it makes a very like inclusive, you know, enriching environment. And so we're just constantly learning about this production. So it really gives no like space to for someone to fall behind. Mm -hmm. So it makes everyone just be at a very like equal place. Mm -hmm. So it's really nice. I love that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I totally agree. 
And I think what's been so wonderful about it for me is it allows us to address the continuing table work, allows us to address parts of not only Julius Caesar, but Shakespeare in general that are complicated and problematic. Uh, it's allowed us to ask questions like, what do our casting choices mean in terms of having a, two women of color play Cassius and Brutus and a white man play Caesar? Uh, what does it mean for us to put war on stage? How can we do that in a way that showcases the brutality of war without being traumatizing and triggering to our audience and to our cast members? What, why do we want to put these things on stage? Why is the story of Caesar important to tell? Um, especially, you know, when the play ends with the conquest of the first emperor of Rome. Why are these stories important? Um, and why do we tell them despite the parts of them that are challenging? And Priscilla led a, and one of our wonderful cast members, Cameron, who plays Casca, among others, uh, led a wonderful class yesterday on the production history of Julius Caesar, which included a section about criticisms of the play, where we could submit basically sticky notes about concerns that we had, about the content of the play, about the messages we felt like we were sending to the audience, and just discuss them openly as a group. And I think sometimes in the pressure cooker of putting on a play, you think less about why you're doing the work that you're doing because you become so focused on, we have nine weeks, we need to get this thing on its feet. Uh, and, you know, we, we don't have the time or space to think about why we're doing this. Mm -hmm. And I think that this class allows us the space to really consider those important questions. Um, which I think are oftentimes sort of neglected in theater environments just because of the pressure of creating theater. Definitely. And some of the things you highlight are some of my favorite questions that we've been exploring, but it's been a continual exploration because different things emerge the longer you work on the play. Mm -hmm. um, so I love that the class seems to be really helping the process. And so it's not just about the product, not just about that end goal. Mm -hmm. Um, which sometimes theater ends up being about because of the time and the other constraints that are put on it. So that's really excellent. Um, are there other moments from the class that you want to highlight that might be interesting for a listener? I think a really fun moment. Um, I, I really like the stage combat um, portions. <laughs> also are just really enjoy. I mean, it's they're dead, so cool. but they're <laughs> joyful. Like to watch. They are so cool. Yeah, because they. I, I mean, we know the entire cast, and so everyone has their personalities. And so when we're seeing, it's a very funny moment. Like when you're looking at it from behind the scenes, and that's always like, cool. It's also like in a weird way, lower stakes. Like there, yes, there is like death happening on stage, but like we're all just like going like really, really slow. We're like, let's run it like one second at a time. And so it's just like really slow mm -hmm. moments. And I think um, that also like just fosters community and environment, but it's also really funny and just really cool to see. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I totally agree. I am doing, I'm actually doing a walk-on role in the show as Casco the Poet, who is uh, killed by a mob at the end of act one. And obviously, you know, it's this important, upsetting, um, very meaningful moment in the show, but the people that I'm working with are like genuinely like Finn, Bridget, Sam, and Denise are like the kindest human beings in the world. Um, so, you know, they're all scary and menacing. And then, you know, somebody, somebody calls for a break and they're like, are you okay? 
Like, I didn't, like, I didn't grab you too hard, right? I'm like, you guys are the, like, how are you managing to be the kindest mob of all time? Yeah. So, like, the class has really given us space to get to know the people that we're working with, which makes moments like that so much easier. Um, and so, like, even even fun in a way. Because, you know, that's Finn. Like, Finn is my homie. I know Finn's never going to hurt me. So we can just have a have a good time together and revel in how cool this looks. Uh, because there's that trust there which the class schedule gives us space and time to generate. Definitely. I love that. And I think you also just both highlighted something that is just worth mentioning and sort of highlighting for people that are listening or watching is that there is an intimacy director slash fight mm-hmm. choreographer on the show. Um, so in addition to we have a choreographer, we have a, a vocal coach, um, Alita and Stephanie, there are a lot of people who are brought in to help, but to, in order to have fun and to, to make these moments really safe, um, both sort of from an emotional standpoint, but from a physical standpoint, we have this other person who's been helping too. Um, and all of these people are contributing to this really great environment. So I love that you highlighted those aspects too, because I don't know that everyone knows that those are part of the production necessarily. Um, sort of digging into Julius Caesar, I think that most people that are coming to the show will know at least that Caesar dies. Uh, so hopefully no one's surprised by that. <laughs> but are there moments from rehearsal or from the play that you really love or maybe came in not loving but saw something in rehearsal that really was like, okay, this is my new favorite moment. Um, I would love to hear any of those things mm-hmm. that come up for you. I think something that the AD team has been really proud of and passionate about is... Acts 4 and 5 of Julius Caesar are sort of famously not well-regarded. Um, they get pretty critically panned. Um, so when we were thinking about this show, one of our major concerns was how do we make those acts of the play come alive? Mm-hmm. What can we do so that people are invested in Brutus and Cassius fighting this losing battle, invested in the fates of the characters? Um, and something that the AEDs worked on and then our wonderful choreographer Alita really brought to life on stage is the idea of doing battle sequences in the second act of the play. Uh, As I've talked about, I'm really passionate about how we represent war on stage. Um, And so the AEDs collaborated on these movement sequences, um, which sort of appear later in the show, which showcase, I don't, I don't want to give too much away, but which showcase the casualties of war in a really cool abs- abstract way. And seeing the way that everybody like immediately committed to and jumped on that idea, how excited the cast was to learn it, how Alita really took, like, took the ideas that we were passionate about and brought them to life on stage and put such, you know, beautiful, beautiful choreography and movement to them was really exciting. Um, And it was one of the parts of the show where I felt the collaborative aspect come alive most. There was one rehearsal where like Alita and the ADs and the cast were all sitting basically on the stage, just watching this movement sequence over and over again. And people saying things like, you know, I think maybe we should add this, or let's try it this way, or what if this person falls on this count? Um, and it, I just, 
it was so cool to watch something that started with us being like, hey, wouldn't it be cool if we had a battle scene here? Like, become such an exciting collaborative effort that the entire company was involved in. Yeah, I mean, I I totally puzzle on that. I mean, it's so it's so fun to watch. I, it, it, especially, I think one of the coolest things is that the choreography, the movement, everything just bleeds into everything else. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not just one thing. Like improving or like making this more interesting with a like dance, you know, battle type of thing is like you that actors are more engaged and more and then so that ends up bleeding into all the other scenes how do we if in another scene there that the, we want to make them look more engaged we can incorporate some of that stuff into there so it's just it, it's lovely how all the different components like just make everything else better um for me one of the uh, moments that i really enjoy are the intimate like caesar and calpurnia moments as well as like brutus and portia i there's something it's so appealing to me about like just two actors just sitting and like talking but even then like a slight gesture of someone reaching out for a mug you know and how much emotional weight that carries and i really like just bringing that out making the whole room like the back of the balcony feel what those two mm -hmm. characters are feeling in that one moment and um, I, I, and just always just looking at it and seeing both from like an acting and an assistant directing perspective, how the chemistry can read, mm -hmm. you know, the best. Yeah, mm -hmm. definitely. Thank you. I mean, I think you were just given some exciting things for people to look for and, and to look forward to. Mm -hmm. um, we don't have a ton of time left. Mm -hmm. I would love to see if actually what why would you think that an undergraduate student or a grad student at Stanford should come see this play? For me, one of um, my favorite parts about this uh, production is uh, director Michael Rao. His, one of his intentions for this play is to convey like um, political dissonance and you know removing a power through uh, undemocratic means and what that means and how that looks like. And I think the biggest thing is making a very like gray non-black and white you mm -hmm. know production and i think for now in like contemporary times it's so easy to be like this is a bad guy this is a good guy you know this person we don't like this person we do like and so having a production there's just some sort of like entertainment media thing um be given to an audience where they have they these characters are more complex and just it's more complicated and having to like really decide and deal with the stuff that is being put on the stage and for the audience to not know to not know what they're going for i think is really powerful because then the dissonance is not just on stage but it also remain in the mm -hmm. audience beautifully put yeah i totally agree and i think that sense of ambiguity is so strongly connected to the way that we've been exploring these characters as human beings mm -hmm. um julie we've been i think a lot of people are familiar with the story of Julius Caesar and the characters tend to get mythologized in a really interesting way like they represent certain things to different people Caesar represents tyranny or stability and Brutus represents freedom or treason and they sort of get reduced to these ideals which I feel like is something that happens quite a bit in contemporary politics um, so to me what I love most about Michael's vision for this show that I've been seeing our actors bring to life is the idea of 
breaking down the the cultural mythology surrounding these characters and showing them as human beings who are trying their best to do what they believe to be right and then the consequences that result when they get it wrong. And I think that is such an important thing to practice when we think about contemporary politics today and how we can sort of break down and critique the political figures in our own world as human beings and not, you know, ideals or concepts or representations of something. So I think that's, that's what's been most exciting for me about this process is finding the humanity in Brutus and Caesar and Cassius and Antony and how that doesn't absolve them of what they do um, on both sides, but helps us understand them. Excellent. Thank you both so much. It's always great to be in conversation with you. Um, and yeah, I appreciate this. Yeah, thank you so much thank for you inviting so much. us. This, was, this was so much fun. This is really fun. We love you, Marina. Yes. So we're always willing to hang out with you. <laughs> thank you both. Thank you.